Hey guys, welcome to another fantastic episode of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is Chris Parker. Chris is the founder and CEO of whatismyipaddress.com. It's the number one website in the world for finding your IP address. According to Alexa ranking, Chris's website is ranked the top 3,000 websites in the United States with over 6 million monthly visitors and over 200,000 visitors a day. Chris started the website in January 2004 and for the first five years, you know, he didn't worry about it, didn't focus on trying to generate revenue or anything. But in 2014, when Chris got laid off from his corporate job, you know, he his back was to the wall and he decided, you know what, I have to actually get aggressive and make something go out of this, my side hustle. So within a short few months, you know, he turned a side that was barely generating any income to generating just shy of under seven figures, and then he's just been on a non-stop tear from there. So I'm pleased to have Chris on the show today to tell us a little bit about himself, his journey to building his company, what is whatismyipaddress.com, his entrepreneurial philosophy, and anything else he has to share. You're going to get a kick out of this show. So with that said, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome, Chris. So now I mentioned that, you know, you started this website in 2004. And man, this is like uh, almost uh, back in the dinosaur age of the internet, if you think. It was. So tell us what you were doing in that period of, you know, the turn of the century, why you decided to get this website. And then why did you neglect it so much before you now uh, got into it maybe 15, 16 years later? So at the time, I was uh, working for a uh, online uh, catalog reseller over the phone those days, and uh, just starting to get the, the company up on the internet. And I needed to be able to uh, uh, fix an IT issue in the company, and I needed to know the the internet IP address of the company's uh, connection there. And there really wasn't an easy way to figure that out. Uh, you know, Google didn't exist then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to go to Alexa, and you had to know exactly what you were searching for to be able to find it. So I thought, you know what? Let me just put together a really simple website that just tells people what their IP address is. And it was honestly never even – I never even thought of it being a business opportunity. Mm. And, and, even, uh, and I know even back then, you know, even making a website was an ordeal, correct? Because there was no word – there was basically nothing at the time, you know? That's right. Uh, it actually ran off an old uh, Windows 2000 server that was uh, sitting uh, at my home on a 1.5 megabit DSL connection, if you know. Wow. Heck, uh, third world phone connections are faster than that now, but that's <laughs> what it was running on at the time. Wow, wow. Yeah, so you started the website, and then, you know, what happened? Were you getting any traction with it? Were people coming to it? Was it helping you out in your day-to-day in the course of your job? What, what, what was going on in the circumstances? It was actually interesting. It, once I got it up and running, I had a few other business things that I was trying to run. So whatismypeters.com was was never uh, top of mind. Yeah. And uh, one day I got an alert saying uh, the the hard drive space was almost full. And I'm like, why in the world is the hard drive space full? There's nothing on this machine. <laughs> and it was the logs of all the people that were visiting whatismypeters.com. Mm. And it was like, oh, wow, I can – I can actually start doing something here. And so I added a little contact form on there to people if people wanted to reach out to me. And uh, that resulted in lots and lots of questions. Hey, what does this mean? What does that mean? How do I do this? Mm-hmm. And uh, I started just answering frequently asked questions on my website. Wow. 
So it was, you know, how do I change my IP address? What is an IP address? And I just started writing content about those things and the traffic grew and the traffic grew. And uh, at some point I realized there was this thing called Google AdSense yeah. and uh, I, I could put ads on my site and I didn't have to. I didn't have to be a salesman. I didn't have to go out and find the advertisers. That uh, Google took uh, took care of that for me, and that was kind of the beginning of hey, this this is actually a business. I could make some uh, make a little bit of money from this. Mm. So you were getting some side money from that while you were still working corporate, correct? That is correct. Uh-huh. Awesome, awesome. So now we we skip on down towards you know 2013, 2014. What was the circumstances like in your corporate job, and what led to you being laid off? So uh, as uh, many of us know, there was a a nasty downturn in the economy, mm-hmm. and uh, my full time employer uh, uh, hoped and prayed that it would just be a, a six month or a one year thing, and they. Uh, uh, we're kind of afraid to lay people off in such a bad economy. So um, they actually, uh, not to their advantage, um, uh, it hurt them, but they kept everybody on full time for about a full year of of bleeding money. Mm. And uh, then they started like, you know, I'm sorry, we just we just can't keep paying everybody. And so they sequentially just started letting groups of people go. Mm-hmm. And at uh, one point, I they were like, hey, Chris. Uh, you're one of the few ones left, but we can't afford to pay you full time anymore. Can you, can you work part time for us? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my uh, moment uh, that my wife and I sat down and thought, well, uh, you know, is is this the opportunity that I need to uh, have some, you know, have some full time income, but also have a big chunk of time available that I could start working on growing the business? So we we talked about it. We came up with a plan of like, well, let's give it let's give it six months, and if you can, and if I can grow. The revenue for the website, you know, over that six month time, we'll reevaluate then and and decide from that. And so that's exactly what we did. I uh, worked part time for them for uh, a number of years, actually, as a as a kind of a side gig, sort of, or side gig, full time, half gig, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a, a, a nice bit of stability to have. My wife was working full time, so. We could afford the the, the dip in full time revenue, mm-hmm. but it really gave me the opportunity to uh, invest in my in my side hustle. And realistically, it didn't take at that time. It didn't take more than twenty hours a week working on. It. If I had forty hours a week, I'd be you know twiddling my thumbs or not making good use of my time. So it happened to be a, an incredibly opportune thing. And eventually, the the company that I was working for uh, went out of business. And uh, my wife and I again re- kind of reevaluated and said, well. Should this be my full-time gig? And I was making some decent money at it, and we decided, well, let's let's do that. Let's give it a year, and if I can grow the business and make more on my side hustle than uh, what I would have been making getting a full-time job out in the world, a corporate job, that we'd go ahead and do that. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. Awesome, awesome. So now, one thing you've you shared that I really like about your story is that you know what you did not. Um, jump right into your side hustle right away and just forgo the um, steady cash flow that was coming in, regardless of the fact that, you know, the economy was um, doing bad and the company wasn't doing that great also. Because these days, there's there's the popular narrative of, oh, yeah, once you have your side hustle, you know, you just need to quit everything and just jump in 100%. But you took a measured approach. You consulted with your wife, who is very instrumental in the building of your business from me listening to other podcasts you've done. 
and you you guys confirmed and you decided that you know what you know get the steady income you have that base and then you can still use the free time and optimally make effective use of it you know because if you left and you said okay you dedicate 100% of your time to it most likely that 100% of the time would would even amount to 50% of the time because as entrepreneurs when you're trying to do something 100% if you're running full speed on that, you find that there are so many distractions that come in and they don't necessarily help you achieve the goal you want. So I love the fact that you were able to take some time, you know, work on the full-time side hustle job as well as build your company on the side until things got to a position where, you know, you could just 100% jump in without missing a beat in income. So what I want to ask you now is, um, you know, what were the steps you took to grow the website, make it more popular, generate more traffic, and of course, generate higher revenues with uh, Google AdWords? I, I think even in, even in the, similar to the approach that I took in going from uh, a full-time corporate job to working for myself full-time, it was a very measured approach, and I've always uh, viewed my business in the terms of a measured approach and really looking at uh, the long-term game and trying to avoid, you know, the 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 get rich quick. The mm-hmm. hey, let me just do something that'll make a ton of revenue now, but won't benefit me in the long run. Yeah, and and so kind of the measure the 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 perspective I took was okay. I need to be consistent and diligent about producing good quality content. I've you know, contracted with a couple of great uh, writers that have done a tremendous job uh, making complex topics uh, simple and easy to understand for uh, those who aren't technically inclined. You know, and I, so I and I, so it's just this this consistent working to build and make the the website better for the users. Really interact with them and finding out how are they using the site, what are they using it for, and how is it impacting them, and what would be more beneficial for them. Uh, there have been a lot of opportunities over the years to of uh, advertisers approaching me of hey you know you could you could you could put pop ups all over your site and make lots of money mm-hmm. and and while those can make lots of money it's it's a horrible user experience yeah. and so I really worked very hard uh, and continue to work hard to really balance the experience that the users of the site have with how much money I can make. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I could make more money, but I would lose my audience. There's, you know, lots of people would be like, you know what? It isn't worth, it isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you're going to a free website, there, there is a cost. There's, there's the ads on the site, there's the attention, there's the effort. And if at some point you just make it too difficult to use the site, people are going to go away. Yeah. And so I've worked really hard to make it usable and stay current with uh, technology, uh, but also just make it a good, easy user experience. Mm-hmm. True, true. And we were talking earlier about, you know, why you started What's My IP Address. And you mentioned that one of the main things was, you know, for due diligence and verification purposes. Because, of course, being on the Internet, you know, it's the wild, wild west. And one thing that has to do with Internet commerce, especially, is when you're trying to pay for stuff online and you find that, you know, dishonorable or just basically thieves, rather, spoof a reputable website and then you give them your credit card and you start to lose money and I've experienced that so I know you've experienced that so tell us a little bit about you know the uh, benefit of using what's my IP address to kind of mitigate those type of risks that people find themselves in when they're trying to do business on the internet 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, there's a couple of aspects to it that over the years I've run across uh, people that have uh, f- unfortunately fallen victims to a wide variety of scams. Uh, you've got uh, I remember talking with one poor woman who um, met some people online. They befriended her and. Uh, said, hey, we're going to go on a vacation, and they claimed to win the lottery in London while they were there, but wow. uh, because of where they live, they, they couldn't take the winnings, so they put it in her name, and then, of course, there's all these fees in order for her to get the money released, mm-hmm. and uh, by the end of the day, she had gotten a second mortgage on her house, and her entire life savings was gone to these scammers, wow. and it's it's horrific because just the, the the loss that people have gone through because of these scammers. I know for for my own one of my own stories and uh, of being uh, being vulnerable here on the podcast with you is I had an advertiser or someone who claimed to be from a reputable advertiser approach me and I recognized the name of the company so I'm like oh yeah I know who that is and uh, set up uh, him running ads on the site and uh, yeah about a month into it about the time that I should start getting paid for it, the relationship started to get squirrely, stop, mm-hmm. stop responding to emails, things just weren't working right. And so I started to dig and found out that what this guy had done is totally replicated this, this uh, reputable company's website and put it up on .net instead of .com mm. and changed the phone number on the site. And that was it. So it looked exactly like this company's website. Yeah. And, you know, I was just... You know, I made the mistake of not doing my due diligence and, uh, you know, my, my initial response was I'm going to hire a lawyer. I'm going to go to war. I'm going to make this guy's life miserable. Uh, but I think with most of those things, it's, uh, uh, I would have spent way more in time and effort, uh, trying to get nothing back from the scammer. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up saying, okay, you know, what, what's the, what's the expensive lesson I learned from this? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I've got to do my due diligence. You always as an entrepreneur, if something looks, in this case for me, it wasn't like this is too good to be true. But if something looks too good, too good, too good to be true, you've got to. That's got to set off your radar. You start to go, yeah. well, you know, someone, you know, you put up your website, and the very first day, someone wants to buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of your product. You should be worried about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, any time that you get a biggest order that you've ever had. Okay, where did you know? Go to whatismyipaddress.com. Where did this guy come from? Oh, he he claims to be in Los Angeles, but uh, uh, his IP address is coming back to Afghanistan, mm. Mm. <laughs> and he wants it shipped to Norway or whatever. You know, things just don't start adding up. Mm-hmm. And you've you as an entrepreneur, you've you've got to watch out for that. Mm. Um, and you know, one of the great things is most of these e-commerce platforms these days will let you know the the IP address of the okay. person who's sh- who's shopping on your website. Okay, because I was just going to ask you about that. That how would um, like a lay person? Because a lot of people are not very tech savvy, so they might not know how to dig in and actually get all that data. So yeah, but yeah, most shopping platforms will will give you the IP address of the person who placed the order, and okay. it's and it's always worth just kind of. Double sentence. check. Yeah. Yeah. Take the couple minutes it takes to, to, to look it up and make sure there's nothing suspicious about it. Is mm-hmm. it, you know, is it a, is there a lot of traffic from that IP address being used to post spam on the internet? And that could be a warning sign that something's not quite right and yeah. that you need to give it a second thought and make a phone call, you know, let the order sit a day or so before you ship it out and not, you know, not run headlong into losing a lot of money. Mm-hmm. True. Very true. Very true. And in terms of, you know, 
running the business today. So, you know, just give us a flavor of, you know, what are the main components of the business for you today? So apart from AdWords, what else do you provide any services or anything else on the platform? So there's there's some really neat um, new advertising technology. Uh, one of them is called header bidding, which allows uh, other ad networks to compete with AdSense. And it really, uh, for those who have a lot of traffic, it can be a very beneficial addition to their advertising portfolio. Uh, I've worked to build uh, affiliate relationships with um, other products and services that are in my vertical. Um, I, I learned early on with another business uh, – Trying to have inventory and shipping and receiving, it didn't work for me, and all the time and effort spent packaging. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to have a business, you know, that that I don't have any products, I don't have any, I don't have anything that I have to fulfill myself. Mm-hmm. And that allows me to be able to travel and walk. You know, if I want to take a week off, I can take a week off without without things falling apart. Uh, whereas if you got brick and mortar and physical products, it becomes uh, a little more complicated with that. And uh, have really, uh, really built the business around offering to the people who come to my website is to offer that for free to them. And where I make my, my revenue is from the advertising and the affiliate relationships on products that would be of interest to my users. Awesome. Awesome. And in terms of looking at the business overall now, what, how, how are you defending or protecting yourself from competition because i know there are many other ip verification websites out there so but how do you stay on top of the competition and stay ahead when things are changing rapidly and it's making it easier for more people to jump into your space yeah that's that's always been a worry of mine um i think i have some advantage that i got into the space uh, very early on yes, and was able to it was able to establish a strong position then. But I think one of the things that has worked in the past and will continue to work is to continue to produce great quality content, to make sure that I'm continuing to upgrade my tools, add new tools to the website that provide more use uh, to my customer base. Uh, One of the things that I've uh, started this year is there is a, a, a master's class that I became a part of, the Ask Method by Ryan Levesque. And it's offered uh, by um, surveying my, the people who come to my website and the people that use particular tools on it. It's really uh, yielded a tremendous insight into why specific people are coming to the site, exactly what they're there for, what they're hoping to achieve, and the natural language that they use mm. uh, in, in, in talking about their circumstances. And that, addition, that natural language that I learned from those surveys really helps me to refine my content, and that helps with conversion rates on the affiliate programs, and it helps me to provide you know, when people are searching, it's, it's not just IP lookup, but they've got other language around what they're trying to do or what they're trying to, to not do. If they're wanting to find a VPN, it's, they're talking about being afraid of being tracked Yes. rather than saying, Hey, I want privacy and security. There's very, there's a very specific nuance. And by having that nuance in the communication, it really helps people to like, okay, he knows what my problems are. He, he gets me mm-hmm. and uh, it allows me to be able to interact with my, my users on a more personal basis. Because mm-hmm. you're, basically, you're basically speaking their own language and the fastest way to do business with someone is when you're speaking the same language with them. So the trust barrier is reduced and then you guys have a 
better rapport to create an affinity to want to continue the relationship further. Exactly. And it's, it's something that can be applied to that. Anyone can apply to new markets. You don't even know how that market talks. Mm-hmm. You apply, apply this methodology and you really learn what that insider language is yeah. that really helps you to be the, the hero for that community. Great. Great. So, Chris, as we start to wind down the show, we've talked a lot about you, you've talked a lot about your background, we've talked a lot about the business. Now, I, I, I want you to give advice to you know people that are still struggling to start an entrepreneurial business. You know, What are some of your best tips for, for someone that's trying to build a business and is still struggling to get their venture off the ground? So a couple of the things that I've that I've learned in the last year is I, I hired a business coach, uh, and he's really helped me to uh, understand that uh, I really need to connect with people that are kind of entrepreneurs but are nothing like me. Our, our human nature is to I want to connect with people that are just like me. That's just the the way humans work. Yes. But as but as an entrepreneur, I think we really need to be exposed to ideas, thought processes, ways of doing things that we're not familiar with. Um, and part of that is by being in a community of of people that are kind of in the same position of their life in terms of being an entrepreneur, but they're really looking at their markets very differently. They're approaching their business differently and they have different insights than we do. We have to realize that as entrepreneurs, we don't have the answer to every question. We don't know everything and we need to find those, those, those gems out there that can, that we can give to them and they can give to us. Okay. And um, looking back on your journey thus far, is there anything you think you could have done differently to help uh, fast track your path? to success? Yeah, I mean, I think one of, I, I should have been paying more attention to the traffic of the site uh, early on, and that would have allowed me to jump further ahead and kind of get to the game sooner. Um, I wish I had uh, hired my business coach sooner, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, because it, it just really helped open up my eyes to a bunch of different ways of doing things. Yes. Um, you know, in my life, I generally have not been uh, a learner type of personality. I didn't do great in school, didn't really enjoy school. But over the last couple of years, I've really started to uh, dig into books on personal productivity, on uh, like Ryan Levesque's Ask Method, um, all sorts of things that really help me to expand my horizons and be better at what I do. I, I wish I had learned those things uh, earlier on, which I'd been more organized, um, and really kind of almost realizing that what I thought wasn't an opportunity really was an an incredible opportunity that I could have leveraged a much earlier in my life. Uh It's it's so interesting looking back to see the things that, uh, we can always improve on knowing what we know now. Yep. Hindsight is always 2020. Yeah. And of course, in, so what's, what, what, do you, what does the future hold for Chris Parker and what is my IP address.com? Where do you see you, you know, maybe transitioning or adapting the business in the next few years? 
Well, I think with the with the with the growth of the internet, that will naturally lead to more traffic to my site. But personally, I've been uh, more interested in, 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 in the recent times of really being able to help people out with their own uh, privacy, their own security, their own best practices to keep them from being scammed online. Unfortunately, I've heard way too many stories about people being scammed, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm grateful that I come. I'm at a position with my business that I'm. I'm making enough money to uh, take care of my family, and I really want to have the opportunity to start giving back and educating people and kind of enter a legacy phase of my life. And so part of that is uh, you know, going on podcasts and producing content that will really help people um, avoid pitfalls, whether they're scams or for young entrepreneurs, things that can, uh, they can avoid uh, large setbacks in their business, as an example, uh, you know, I, I was working with a company and they weren't doing backups of any of their computers and the CEO's laptop crashed. Mm. And it's like, okay, well now the CEO's unproductive for a week while we try to recover the hard drive. Luckily we got everything back, but it cost him a week of productivity. Yes. You know, that's thousands and thousands of dollars of, of his expertise time that he wasn't able to utilize when it could have just been as simple as, Hey, just install a, a, an inexpensive sixty dollar a year offsite backup program yes. because you because you know if you if you got your backup drive right next to your computer and your house burns down, <laughs> you don't have you, you don't have a backup, so it's, it's got to be offsite. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so there's little things like that that are that are, that aren't going to cost an entrepreneur an arm and a leg, and aren't going to cost you know you and me and just the uh, everyday person an arm and a leg, but it, it's kind of almost like insurance. Mm -hmm. It's it, you don't need it every day, but when you need it, you're glad that you have it, and it, it will save you a ton of money when you have insurance. Yes, 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 for sure, for sure. And with that said, Chris, we've reached the end of the show. I've had a pleasure talking to you, but before I let you go, I know you're not selling anything. You don't have any products, books, up. But you know, but tell us more about them. Um, so first of all, actually, before I let you go, you, you've mentioned several times that you know you're a big fan of producing content, and content has been the number one driver of your of your website. So tell us a little bit more about your content production philosophy or mindset you know what what helps you or, or what guides you to creating great content that people want to read again and again and then how does that you know feed into the traffic thing because we all know about you know writing content or creating podcasts but people find it still very daunting and a lot of people still don't believe that it can drive the amount of traffic they need to their business yeah. or their website yeah, I mean, my philosophy, at least in my niche, is because IP addresses and privacy and security can be a, a tremendously technically complicated uh, niche, mm -hmm. is the philosophy has always been making things simple, explaining things without using the technical jargon, no geek speak, but to really use analogies that everybody understands it's a it's kind of like a, t you know, a telephone it's kind of like a the yellow pages of course the yellow pages don't exist anymore but uh, analogies that really speak to what everyone everyone does and i think that really helps uh, people to be able to connect with their audience uh being authentic is, is incredibly important and i think when you're really writing content uh, with the mindset of i'm trying to help the person who's reading this as opposed to I'm trying to help them buy something from me. 
um, that it really resonates with the readers. Like, okay, I like this. It becomes more shareable, more interesting, and they're willing to tell, hey, gosh, I read this and it totally made sense. So that's kind of the philosophy that I've that I've worked towards towards on content. Awesome, awesome. Now, Chris, where can people find you, get to know more about you, your business, and possibly reach out to you if they want to talk to you one-on-one and get just some advice on words of wisdom? Yep, I'm happy to, uh, to to talk to anyone who wants to reach out to me. They can obviously visit uh, whatismyipaddress.com. And uh, if uh, any young entrepreneurs or anyone listening to the podcast wants to reach out to me directly, they can email chris at whatismyipaddress.com. Would love to, if you've got a challenge uh, related to privacy or security, would love to talk to you about it. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming on to do the show, Chris. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I had a great time today. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the show today. If you love what you hear on today's episode of the podcast, go to iTunes and leave a review and a comment. It helps other great listeners like yourself find the show. And of course, you can always find more episodes of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast at www.odogwu.com.